Goes the free kick. Colaccini nearly got ahead on it. Tiote, great strike! Balotelli, Aguero! Roma have risen from their ruins! Call it, take it quickly, Origi! The Martin Download, once again. Quarantine episode number two. Real episode number... I don't even know at this point. Yeah. Ian Gilmore, Adam Baker, and special guest once again, Julian Mitchell joins us again. We have an exciting segment coming up for Julian. Honestly, I want to know the odds in Vegas, what they were at the beginning of when we started this podcast of Julian Mitchell having the most guest appearances. I, this is insane. Like, first, it was crazy <laughs> enough to be on here the first time. And then you're like, yo, you want to be on it again? I was like, I don't think I, I showed you any thing to be on for a second time there was no <laughs> shining brightness for me like put, put him back on a soccer podcast but i'm happy to be here good good uh, we we got, s- glad to have you we saw your potential we we needed you back for the prem preview i don't know if you needed me i think this no, is more do. of just 100%. I, I can be the the comedy in this of whatever we'll say, team i pick we'll say we need your content we'll say that <laughs> we need joy for the content we're I'm glad somebody Julian. does. Looking for We're a not- job, so somebody take my content. <laughs> <laughs> well, before he finds a job, he's got to find a Premier League team, right? So we're going to find his Premier League team today. <laughs> Adam has uh, gloriously made a giant flow chart like, like uh, they did for the Bundesliga, and we're going to find Julian, his Premier League team, give him a little history lesson, preview the first, first weekend, because Prem, as everyone knows, is back tomorrow, and it's amazing. Games Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's great. Adam? I know this isn't the greatest time to be asking you how you feel because you got that Borussia Dortmund flag behind you. And at this time of recording, literally 20 minutes ago, Byron just won the league. But I guess I'm going to ask, how are you? Yeah, uh, well, doing all right, as I told you before we started. Uh, kind of eased into it because Byron beat Dortmund a few weeks ago and there was never gonna, they were never going to come back after that. But it's still tough. It's another kind of lost season. But on to the Prem we go. Julian, uh, they did beat Bremen 1-0 to secure the title. But Bremen haven't been doing that bad, right? They're, they're still within it's yeah. in contention to stay up. Um, depending on how results go tomorrow, they could be out of relegation zone. How have you been feeling about the potential of not going down? It, it's been an up-and-down roller coaster because I, I think it was two, two wins or something like that straight. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, here we go, went out. This is a went-out scenario right now. Um, and then, of course, some things changed. They lost. I forget who they lost to. They lost a big game. They won the, the Impact Derby against Gladbach. Mm-hmm. I mean, they beat Sam's team and then I think lost, like, the, the next game, the next two games after that. And at that point, the defense was looking horrible, as it has kind of been, you know, all season long for everything I, I've read and updated myself on. Uh, those last two games were horrible as well defensively. It's been unable to buy a goal at any point that I've started watching. I think all the games have been 1-0, 2-0, whatever. It's been very low-scoring games. Um, and so going into this stretch with Byron on on the docket, I did, did not think a 1-0 game was going to happen. I, I mean, I thought the yep. defense was going to get absolutely decimated. But to keep it 1-0, I think after the, the last win, when Klaassen, I think, puts in two goals – uh, defense was good. They had a whole lot of confidence. And I think walking yep. into that game with so much confidence, ready to go, like obviously a win's one of the hardest things to do against uh, the, the team that is now like, the Kings of Germany. But 
to make it one nail, keep it close and just give yourself a shot when Dusseldorf has to go in, and as Ian and I, we were talking about, but they have to go in and play Leipzig. Like you have a chance. It's yep. exciting. I mean, as the announcers and everyone says, and you two both say when we talk about it, like you make it to that playoff, there's a chance. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not relegation and you got a shot at it. So I'm feeling good, feeling confident. My biggest thing is Klaassen's feeling good. He's scoring a bunch. Bittencourt got rest in the last one, played today. He's looking pretty good still. And Sargent, I feel like he gets a, a goal on or at least a shot in, like, every single game. He's due. He's due for a couple of goals. And, hey, and he's got a chance, too. They play um, Mines and uh, Colton in the last two games, both teams that are still fighting for safety. That's got to breed some confidence, too. And, hey, if you get a goal early against either of those teams, that could that could not put it to bed, but that's a step in the right direction. Now, Adam, obviously title out of reach now, right? Yes. Yeah. But I'd say that Champions League is locked up, too. I mean, I don't think they're going to – they can't. They can't. It, it Unless is, Leverkusen – yeah, okay. So they, they can't fall out of Champions League. So two games left, three games left for Dortmund. What's, what are you looking for? Uh, well, I want them to move Brandt back to the midfield since everyone's healthy again. I don't want to see two defensive mids anymore. I guess you kind of start trying all the young guys, letting them start, but I also don't want the lead at the top to get any bigger. Maybe give – Reyna hasn't started a Bundesliga game, so if you want to let him get his first. Got like Velarde and Mori that still have to get their first starts too. So it's – I guess, yeah, there's not much to play for. Even if they were to fall to third, they can't fall out of Champions League. Really just win out, let Holland add to his – End on a good term, just so I don't know who's staying and who's leaving. Let right. Sancho and Holland end the yeah. season nice. I know Holland won't leave, 99% sure. Sancho I'm not sure about, so I just need anything that can help him, you know, incentivize him to stay. Don't bench right. him. Bench anyone else if you want to start the young guys. And, again, please just get, get Julian Brandt back in the midfield. You said right before we came on, it's, it's keep Sancho and try again next year. But who knows if Sancho's going to stay? What's, what's your confidence level on retaining uh, not just Sancho, but a high-level player at, at Dortmund as well? Uh, okay, so Hakimi's going back to Madrid on loan. So just to address the second part of the question. Oh, his loan from Madrid is ending. Right. So I'm right. like 10%, 10% sure maybe we can extend it another season. And I, don't, I don't think that will happen. Yeah, I, 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 don't I highly either. doubt it. Highly doubt it. I, it's like I wouldn't start Carvajal over him if I was Zidane, but for some reason I can just see them riding with him for one more year. But I also kind of doubt it. For Sancho, I'm a little – I'm actually pretty confident in the moment just because, again, I don't trust United to get the deal done coming out of the the quarantine break. They're going to act like they're poorer than they are. No one's going to believe it, so they're just never going to come to an agreement. And if they do, it's going to be on deadline day, so it's just going to be a bunch of months of suffering. <laughs> And to the keep Sancho and try again next year. Like, this Dortmund team is too talented to break up without a, without a title. They got yep. Roy, Sancho, Holland, Brandt, Hakimi, Hazard. And they just blew it with a bunch of late-season crumbles. Like, I know it's a seven-point... Uh, Injuries, too. Yeah that, yeah, that was horrible, obviously, with especially Royce missing the whole end of the season. But I'm going to just give you some of the late game collapses they had 
two two against Frankfurt, ninetieth minute Owen goal to tie the game. Two 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 against uh uh who was the other one? Frankfurt and hold up, I gotta check. Was it one of the recent ones? No, this was back in the earlier before the, the before the break. It was in the first half of the season, actually, when they tied three games in a row, and really kind of just crumbled. Did, was they down three nil against Paderborn and came back as well? Yeah, that was at the end of it. They tied. Uh, yeah, there's a whole Paderborn game when they were bottom of the table and somehow yep. fell down three zero. There was, it was yeah Frankfurt first and then Freiburg that they uh blew a two one lead with a 90th minute own goal in both games. Uh, there was two games. They're up one going into the last ten minutes of the game and lost. It was Hoffenheim and Leverkusen, and mm-hmm. there was a Leip- there was a Leipzig game. They dominated the whole game, and three mistakes led to a three three draw. So you don't, I don't think it's a stretch to say they should have won every single one of those games, right? And I'll I'll even throw out the Paderborn game because flukes happened, but the 90th minute collapses, right. the last ten minute collapses. That was like, that's what the season's going to be remembered by. And the Bayern game, they lost 1-0. Berkey should have saved Kimmich's chip. Dortmund should have had a penalty in the second half. It's tough, you know? It is. Hey, that's why football is not played on paper, though. So if if they do keep everyone, essentially, I know Hakimi's going to leave. If if they keep the core group, number one, can they win the title? Number two, should they win the title? Okay, if Bayern gets Sané, I don't think they should. I think it's like a kind of a 50-50. And also, Bayern doesn't really lose games anymore ever since they got the coaching change, which is kind of why they needed to capitalize this year. Yeah, but, if there was a year to do it, it was this year. Yeah, because Bayern were actually, like, really looking at it, there were a point they were in seventh, like 14 games in. There's, they put it up on their Twitter, like the last time they played Bremen versus this time. It was still when Kovac was there and the team was falling yep. apart. And then they've only lost two games in like the last 15 or whatever. But if they get Sané and they have this Kovac still, it's – I mean, if they get Sané and running this new system was Flick, it's a – it would be a hard season. I it, I would want it to be like Liverpool and Man City last season. Yeah. Because that's really how it should be. And I have faith that Dortmund – because Dortmund really hasn't dropped those games either since they switched formation. So I think it could be a title race. I think if I was betting, I wouldn't on Dortmund just yeah. to keep it safe. But I, I'd be hopeful. One, one last without giving an answer. Yeah, one last Bundesliga type question: If Sancho does leave and goes to United, as a Liverpool supporter, what takes precedence? Your love for Jaden Sancho, or I, I know you're not going to become a United fan. Will you still support Sancho? Is my question. Yeah, for sure. I'll, yeah. Yeah, I'll be able to support him. I want him to. I want him to break that number seven United curse. I would. It would yep. be a real. It would be real sad to see him succumb to that too. Because I already, I like Di Maria and Sanchez, and they're already both on that little list of the curse. I can't have another one of my boys go down. So, so would you say you're a player supporter before a team supporter, just in general? Yeah, in all sports. Yeah. Okay. It it uh, it varies because like I won't like a team more than Dortmund, but then. Once you like one player on the team, you start liking the rest. Yep, that's true. And I like Grealish, too, when United's linked with him, too. So if they got both, 
it would be hard not to root for Man U a little. I was telling you, I'd be the only person in owning both a Liverpool and a Man U jersey at that point. Wow. That, that, yeah. That, that like, edges on, like, sacrilege. Like, yeah, no, it's that, poor. That's like, but... you almost can't do that. It's, it's easier because you don't live in England, but still, that, that, you almost can't do that. I don't know much about soccer, but I know that that's wrong. <laughs> so it's, it's very wrong, but, you know, it's, you got to ride with your boys sometimes. Okay, I respect the loyalty. I respect the loyalty. All right, so on to the, the segment I've been waiting for, for for a week at least now. Picking Julian and his team. Adam has Ooh. made this wonderful flow chart, similar to the one that the Bundesliga – I don't know if the Bundesliga pushed it out, but it was on their website to pick the team before the Bundesliga came back. Adam, I'm giving you the reins. Go ahead. Get Julian his team. All right. All right. I'm a, uh, let me see if I can share my screen or if I should just read it off to you. I think we should read it off or, just so he doesn't I'll read have it any, off the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can't okay, see the okay. team and track the path back up. We, we don't All want right. that. First, uh, I, I first, would pick, like, the best team. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, first question, do you want to win? Yes, maybe in the future, or no? Uh, after all this Bremen stuff, give me a yes on that one. <laughs> okay, but, but didn't you pick yes for Bremen, too? Wasn't it, I think wasn't I think, it yes? I think it was because, actually, I think it was. Didn't so because we talked about it. Sam picked like sometimes some and you yeah picked, <laughs> and we got teams. Just, okay all right I just want I just want to put that out there just want to put that right. out there that's right that's it does uh, we're, does we're gonna big, stick with yes all right does the big six sound appealing the big six if you know, if I mumbled it a little sound appealing yes or no six. yeah I like that so it's a little bit like the big ten I like the big six all right would third place be a failure the, no yeah no, uh, all right. Uh, do you expect positive squad changes in the summer? Yes. Do you think Liverpool still deserves to win the league after this hiatus? Liverpool deserves to win the league. I'm just going to go with a no on this question. <laughs> All right. You're right. Uh, answer. Good answer, Julian. Good answer. I felt like I knew what yes was gonna give me. So it's like, why we're, I go on, we're on like family feud out here. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> good answer. That uh, that yeah, puts you at no, Steve. That, that puts you at Manchester United. Manchester United. Okay. Okay. The Giants. I'd say of world football. I uh. For the longest time were the richest club, most valued club in his in in the world. I like that. I like that. I like value, high value, rich money, upper class. We love to see it. So, Adam, we gotta we gotta give. I Manchester United doesn't need too much of an introduction, but just I guess say a little bit of history on Man U. You've got a that's the Beckham Beckham kid on right now. Yep. Is that it? There's there's number one, David (laughs) Beckham. You know that name, right, Julian? Know that name. Played for Man U. Scored amazing free kicks. Can't say I was his biggest fan, but great player their manager right now at 100 percent an icon has his icon card on fifa great player um their manager right now all i gunner so school shire used to play for them in the 90s and early 2000s yeah adam yeah okay former had player some, coach some of the cheekiest goals i've ever seen i don't know if you've ever seen adam but there was one where keeper had it in his hands school shire snuck up behind him as he drops it to, to punt it Schoolshire takes a touch over him and scores. Can't remember oh, if it counted or uh, not. 
but I remember seeing it and then I tried it in a yeah. game and got a yellow card for it. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah it was... I'd be surprised if it counted. I do remember it though. Yeah. And uh, but the thing about them is in recent times, since the legend, Sir Alex Ferguson left. So Sir Alex Ferguson was there for 20, 20 odd years. The greatest manager, I think 26, the greatest manager, in my opinion, of all time. Okay. Sir Alex Ferguson, they've, they have the most Premier League titles because of him. Um, they won the Champions Leagues because of him. But since he left, it's been a struggle. They've gone through coaching carousels from Louis Van Hall to David Moyes to Jose Mourinho even. And now they're on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, um, uh, their, their old player. The thing with him, too, is he was on an interim basis, right? And then he won, what, like 10 of 13 games or something like that? And without even waiting till the end of the season – they appointed him permanent manager, gave him like a five-year deal or something like that. Once he was permanent, the form started to dip. So everyone was like, hold up. Why didn't we wait? Why did we give him a five-year deal? That's right. But they were kind of starting to get back on track. And after this hiatus, it gives players a chance to heal up. We're going to see Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba together for the first time. Marcus Rashford should be back. It's an exciting time, I'd say, to be a United fan. Okay. All right. Who's who's the player to watch? Who who's the number one player on the team? I I'd say it could be Bruno Fernandez. Adam, what do you think? Uh. Okay. So scoring, you got Martial and Rashford are going to get the majority of them, and then yeah, Bruno and Pogba are like the most talented players on the team. And then David De Gea and that, who's been there for about what ten years now, and through you know through the stretch in the mid twenty tens was arguably the greatest goalkeeper in the world, has dipped a bit. As he's gotten older, but he's still a, a, a world-class keeper. And just a few pieces okay. away from really uh, challenging for a title. If they get this summer right and get Sancho, like we were just saying, and Grealish just start having the depth and talent to compete. Nothing is happening for them right now, I'd say. But there's promise in, in the future, the near future even. Uh, I think one thing that's big for them right now, as they sit in fifth, three points behind fourth place, They've got to secure Champions League football this year. Have to. That's, that's how you attract like. players. Okay. That's, that's what Man United built their brand on is Champions League football. Um, some, some great up-and-comers. Mason Greenwood is going to probably have at least 75, 100 caps for England coming up through the ranks. Scott McTominay, a very great Scottish footballer. I take great pride in coming up through the ranks. There's, it, 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 like I said, it's an exciting time to hop on, hop on the wagon and get going with United. Okay. Okay. So what, what, uh, what's the style I should expect? We, we talking high scoring offense or are we talking dominate on the defensive end? You know, um, it, well, it's, this, I, that's hard ahead. to say. It is hard to say because um, with Sir Alex Ferguson, it was both right. Adam? I, like they scored five goals a game and then didn't leave, let any in. Now yeah, it's kind of, you can't really pick one or the other. I'd say they don't stand out in their okay. defensive okay. record. They don't stand out uh, in their scoring record either. So uh, it's, it's, it's middle of the road football at the moment. And like, since they signed Bruno in January and Pogba was injured and Rashford just got injured towards the end, they haven't, the full fit team hasn't really played any games together recently. Like Pogba's, Pogba's missed over 20 games this year. So it's hard to say. The thing with them is they're so 
But I think it changes now that Pogba's back and they have Bruno. But throughout the season, they would be amazing against the good teams. Like, they beat City three out of four times this year. They tied Liverpool and gave them a hard game in the other. They beat Chelsea three times. And then they would just struggle against the lower-end teams mm-hmm. and just lose the dumb games. That didn't make – Newcastle <laughs> got one on them earlier in the season, too. Yes, we and did. It was just, it, it, but I think that should get fixed now. And you should see – again, they're, they're great on the counter. Just just harder to counterattack against the teams that sit back. So you'll still see that in the big games. And then it's tough. You It's going to be interesting watching these first few games back now that they're all healthy. It is. We haven't seen a United team, like you said, that has been fully fit and has, has their, you know, um, their, their best starting 11 on the field. I don't think – well, at least since Bruno's been there, we haven't seen it. He's only played about, what, five or six games. Um, but it's going to be exciting. When, when that happens, when you have Rashford and Martial on the wings and, and Pogba and Bruno in the middle, uh, and they're going to have some – Ole Gunnar Skoshire is going to have some uh, trouble picking his team, I think, when everyone's healthy because there's going to be players that he's going to leave out that, you know, maybe shouldn't be leave, left out in a, in, a, in a side, you know, before this break. Andres Pereira um, was, was a player that had been playing for him constantly, and, you know, he might be left out now. McTominay might be left out now. Along that back line, though, I think is – Probably the weakest part of that United team. Would you, would you sit, think that's accurate, Adam? Yeah. Well, yeah. But look, the front line's great. The midfield's great. And then McGuire's good. Maguire's more than good. Lindelof, shaky. I don't know how I feel about Luke Shaw at left back. And yeah, then, he's very injury prone, getting up there in age. But I think Aaron Wan-Bissaka at right back is, is one of the best right backs in the Premier League. Yeah, so even like on paper, this what United the third best team in England, do you think? Even before summer signings? On paper, arguably yes. Yeah, I think so. But unfortunately they, for them, the game's not played on paper. Yeah, I mean <laughs> and that's and that's why they're in fifth right now, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And that's gonna be like the big difference if they do get the summer signings between like them, Liverpool and City. It's you know, Liverpool has Klopp, City has Pep. And then not even to, like, disrespect Ole, he's just not as good as those two because they're probably the two best in the world right now. You don't go to a club to pit, to play for him, right? Yeah. Like, that's not the reason. Like you would Guardiola or Klopp. Yeah. Not yet, at least, even though yeah. everyone's trying to leak that, you know, <laughs> Ole and Holland have this deep bond that's going to draw him to United. So who knows? May- maybe he'll be the one. Yeah. Julian, any other questions before we get into a little preview of their first game back? I like this. I like it. I'm excited about this team, though. I mean, I like the fact that it's a great history. It's a middle-of-the-road yeah. team right now. It gives me something to look forward to. Got good players. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for this. This is good. And, and I don't think anyone can really give you any any shtick for hopping on right now because they're, they're definitely not at their peak at all. Not anywhere close to it. So it's a, it's a good time to hop on. You can't get any crap for it, I don't think. Yeah. How, okay, here's actually my, my last one. We gotta rank the kit for me. What am I, what am I looking at? Like, is it something that I could rock? Should I buy one? Yes. What, what are we looking at? Okay. It's it's classic, red, simple, uh, and the home kit always is is sharp. Always, I'd say. Their away kits sometimes um, border on like odd, I'd say, and the alternates are always weird. I think I'm not a big like flashy fluorescent color guy, and when it comes to football kits. 
but the home strip is always sick. I so the thing is, is I I grew up a Newcastle fan, yes, but Cristiano Ronaldo is my first favorite player ever. So I have United kits in my closet. Actually, you know what? I'll I'll let Adam give you the lowdown on the rest of the kits, and I'll, I'll go snatch one from the from the closet. Right <laughs> no, this <laughs> this season I'm a big fan of their jerseys. Like the, they tried something new with the logo; they blacked it out a little, and then okay. the uh, the away jerseys are nice black with red, and the third one's like a weird dull gold that looks nice on the field, but I wouldn't buy. But if I was a United fan, I would buy the black jersey for sure this year. Okay, black one. It's I like it. Solid. And they're Adidas. So I don't know where you stand on Adidas versus Nike. but More of a Nike fan. You know, checks over stripes. But I you like so. Adidas. No, yeah. no hate so, on Adidas, though. I think, Adam, correct me if, if – well, it's an opinion thing. So I think United's best away kits have been the blue ones throughout the year, right? Would you – maybe. Yeah. So, like Julian, want- here you go. Here's your – Here's your home one, right? This isn't. This is from a little while ago, but it's clean. Uh, they don't have the collar anymore, so that's slightly different. Um, and then I, they've got the whoever Adidas you said makes them right now, Adam. They got yeah. it in the upper corner here. Look at this, Chicha on the back. Oh. Yes, sir. But this How is do you feel? Like probably it. the favorite kit I've had ever in my life. It's got. Um, so here, I'll show you. Right, just clean. Oh, that yeah, like, that's clean. That's... You you just can't go wrong. And then this on the back. Come on, Ronaldo seven. That's clean. That's clean. That's and great. they've got the so this was for uh 40th anniversary of something, May 29th, 1968. My birthday is May 29th, right there. So favorite kid of all time that I've it's had. Perfect. So it's oh, good. It's good that's stuff. That's sweet. Yes, you could rock it. Yes, you should buy it. The all only right. knock on the United jersey is that big Chevy logo in the middle of the kit. Yeah. Which the is Chevy just impossible to miss. You just kind of associate United as having a red, white, and yellow jersey at this point. But, I mean, you can get past it. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing is, like, typically I think shirt sponsors aren't things that we as Americans are too familiar with. Like, I don't know, Yokohama Tires or Etihad Airways. Those are just things, like, you're not, like, you don't think America right away. Chevrolet, yeah. it's, like, you know, jeans and, you know, bandana on the head or something like that. You don't, you don't think of Man U right away. That's, that's the only knock. And the thing, um, if you get a jersey, too, we got to decide what player you're going to get. What kind of okay. what kind of guy are you looking for? Are you looking for a flash me, uh, or are you looking for hard nose? Let me flash the home jersey at you real quick. Oh, players. yeah. That's a, a solid Chevy logo. <laughs> you can't miss it. You can't miss it at all. But what kind of what kind of player are we looking for? Flashy, hard nosed, keeper. There's always the keeper as an option. I I wouldn't suggest that, but uh, hey, everyone's got their own taste. I was gonna say I don't I don't want to bash anybody who who adores a good keeper, but key, keepers not what we're not, looking for. We're, not the jersey you go with. No, definitely not. Not the jersey you rock with. I, hmm, that's a good question because I'm a big fan. You know, goal sco- goal scoring's top. Like. You can put the ball in the net. I'll rock your jersey all day, any day. At the same well, time, though, a good, hard-nosed foundation player, can't go wrong with that either. But, but I'll go goal scoring. I think that's probably when I see a player who can, who can put it in the net. And it's, it's perfectly timed, too, because Marcus Rashford, number one, Man, one of Man United's best players right now. And, Adam, you've probably seen this. I don't know if you have Julian, but Marcus Rashford has been advocating for um, ending child hunger throughout England right now. And he just got Boris Johnson, the the PM in England, to reverse his decision on a program. And now he's going to feed, I think, over 2 million kids in the summer with uh, 
uh, like a, um, a summer feeding kids at home program, I think that's what you got to go with. That have to I you just that is my favorite player of all time I mean <laughs> you love a guy who can who can score dominate on the field but then goes out and does great work off it that's just right there jersey might be in the mail soon <laughs> it's been cool to see too because he's had uh, other clubs even you know Liverpool even uh tweeted some love at him and Spurs tweeted love at him and it's been it's been great to see uh He's 22 years old and has, you know, he seems like he has more maturity and responsibility than half the policymakers across the pond. So I've loved seeing it. It's been great. And I, you're going to love that kid. I'm telling you. Let's go. I'm, I'm excited. This is hype. I'm download the Premier League app. Let's go. Hey, they got fantasy too, Julian. I don't know if you're a fantasy football guy. Ooh. Fantasy Premier League. Do you play it, Adam? Yeah. Yes. My, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that group chat with Turk. Yes, yeah, you do. Yeah, the, the I, origins of the group. Mine has been, like, uh, re-uploaded to the cloud or something, but I'm pressing it today and updating my team. I don't know if you can join halfway through the season. I think you probably can. If not, Julian, you got to hop on that next year. It's fun stuff. And you can play in, in a, a bunch of different, you know, um, uh, I can't think of the word, different um, layouts and, yeah, formats. And you can do, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll see. You'll find out. It's great stuff. So, uh, first game back for Man U. Massive one. Friday, 3.15 p.m., NBCSN against Tottenham Hotspur. They sit right now in eighth, Man United in fifth, and it's going to be a, a good game. Harry Kane is back fit. Jose Mourinho is – is he returning to – no, it's, it's going to be at um, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, but Mourinho against Man United, that's going to be a doozy. Bit of a revenge game because United got the first game against Spurs on uh... – they won the first game against Spurs this season, 2-1, and Mourinho was fired, so it's double the revenge for him. Mm -hmm. We're going to have two healthy teams. Healthy Spurs against healthy United, I think that's close to about as even as you can get. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited for that one. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's, it's going to be a good game, like, no matter that's what. Good. That's all uh, I know. Tottenham, Tottenham's the team from – it was the last season or two seasons ago they went on that epic run? Yeah, they got to the Champions League final. Last okay, season, I, yeah. I remember Tottenham. I think that's Davy Siegel's team or something like that. It could be. I'm not sure. But, yeah, they did go on that run, went to the Champions League final, and then choked against Liverpool to Adam's delight. Come on. It was <laughs> – they had that exciting run and then really just didn't do anything in the final. But, hey, who needed stress? I loved it. No, and that's so, such a perfect game to have first week back. It is. Uh, There's a lot of good games this first week back. And, like, half the players that are going to be playing would have missed the game had it happened when it was supposed to happen. Right. So, it's, uh, it's real nice to have. Stars are aligning. So, Julian's got his team. Man United fan for life now. It's going to be a great ride, Julian. I'm, I'm happy we could help you out here. Uh, and it's going to be a, a great end of the season. you got nine games left trying to secure some Champions League football. It's going to be a ride. I'm excited. This is, this is going to be a great ride. I appreciate both of you. You set me up with a German team and now a Premier League team. Ready to get it going. I'm going to get some wins. Bremen is going to get out of relegation. Man U is going to win out, win the rest of the game. <laughs> some crazy. Let's go. I'm, I'm ready. I'm all in on soccer. We've after uh, after the Bremen disaster, on, my, on the chart for the do you want to win, if you said no, the next response was <laughs> – Brayman's giving you enough issues. Go ahead and restart. 
Who? What were the other teams I, I had to pick from or that I uh, could have chosen in that one? Had you said, yes, Liverpool deserves to win the title, you would have been a Chelsea fan. If third place was a disaster, it would have took you to Liverpool versus Manchester City. I mean, if yeah, finishing second was a disaster, you would have been there. If you didn't expect summer changes, it would have been between Arsenal and Tottenham. And if you prefer your misery at the beginning, if you prefer your misery at the beginning or the end of a season, is what divided that. Uh, My favorite the, one is the the if you go no on big six, it takes you to do you care if other people know if you're the names of your players? That's my second favorite one. <laughs> if you answer yes on that, my favorite one is, do you want to support the same team as Sam Britton? Of course you would have said no, but it would have been Leicester or Wolves. So that, that was my favorite one. Adam, that was, that was genius. That's hilarious. Well, I was struggling to think of a way to divide them, and then Sam texted me saying he was a Leicester City fan for the rest of the season, so it was perfect timing. By the How way, Sam, I don't, I'm not sure. I think he was just like, I want a good team, but, like, not a great team. So I'll pick the team that's in third and won the title two years ago or three years ago or whatever it was. <laughs> he texted me the other day and said, do I have to get up and watch Leicester against Watford at 7.30 a.m. on a Saturday? And, yes, you do. Yes, first game? <laughs> yeah. That's on. a rite of passage. Watching your team at 7.30 a.m. on a Saturday is a rite of passage. You have to do it. So, Julian, yeah. the first time that United plays at 7.30 a.m. on a Saturday, I better see you up. And Adam, I'll be up. I just, of course, uh, when do you get, do you, is there a point you just get used to it or do you just still hate no, it? That no, you know, as, a, as a college student, you do not get used to waking up at 7.30 on a Saturday, no matter what it's for. But it's kind of nice. I, just, kinda, I, don't, I don't drink if, coffee, so I grab a glass of chocolate milk, sit on the couch, put a blanket on myself, watch games. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm numb to 9.30 because that's when the Bundesliga classic kickoff time is 9.30. Mm-hmm. So seven, it, it made 7.30 a little easier. But luckily, the good teams usually don't play there because they get more of the I was about to say, plates, yeah, you probably Especially won't United. Like, right. I think, I think United is a broadcaster's favorite team. Like, they always get the Champions League games as opposed to other ones. They usually don't get the early games. So, I mean, it shouldn't happen too much. I'd say once or twice a season tops. Yeah. They'll be watching games at 7 I can deal with that. Can yeah, deal with there it. we go. So, Julian, thanks again so much for joining us. Um, we're going to say goodbye to you and, and wrap up a little bit of Premier League preview. But, hey, it was great to have you again. Guest appearance number two. Who knows when three – it could be next. Three, Let's three go. Could it be could on be the next soon. episode. Yeah, we've got to catch up and see how that United fandom is going for you. There and if go. Sancho and Grealish join, uh, if Sancho and Grealish go to United, I'll be with you next season. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks, guys, for having me, as always. Yeah, good Thank stuff. You. We'll see you later, Great Julian. to have you. See you. So the rest of these games, Adam. First game back, Aston Villa, Sheffield United. Going to be a good one, I think. Uh, Villa needs a kickstart, straight up. Jack Grealish needs to score. The, the, the bottom of the table is so tight that three points in that game would be massive because that's the game in hand for them, too. If they win, up to 16th out of 19th. But Sheffield oh, United – is a surprising story on the other side. Like we didn't think they'd be challenging for top half really first season back in the prem. And suddenly they're challenging for, I wouldn't say champions league, but Europa league football. Yeah. I mean, well, if they win, they leapfrog United into fifth, which I didn't realize until recently. And which is crazy. If saying that Sheffield United could do that. Yeah. It's wild. And if fifth place is going to earn champions league with city's ban, if it doesn't get appealed, Mm -hmm. I don't think Sheffield can hold on. I think they're going to fall off to a bottom stretch of the season. But 
that would be that would just be a I don't know if I'd be into it necessarily. Just like the Champions League matchups wouldn't be as good, but that would be a crazy story. It, it it's a it's a double edged sword, I think, for them too, because the one the one season Newcastle finished fifth, they uh they went pretty far. I think they got to the quarters of the semis of the Europa League, and then they finished seventeenth in the league. So we almost got relegated. It is a double edged sword. Uh, the game right after that though, City Arsenal, could go one of two ways. I think could be close. I don't think Arsenal wins. Or it could be Man City blows them out of the water. I'm leaning towards the second one. Just, <laughs> that seems a little bit more although, like. I mean, maybe City might have like a rough first game back. I don't know if you saw the pictures. Uh, De Bruyne wasn't looking the most in shape coming oh, out really? of quarantine. Yeah, nah, I, I haven't seen that. Uh, I'll send it to you after. Pounds? Yeah, it was, he put on a few. It was, it was him and Harry Kane that they shared pictures of. Okay. Both of them were looking a little rough. Interesting. But at the same time, it's just City Arsenal. Just it's not close nowadays. It probably is going to be a blowout. It's. I've seen. A, have you seen all the memes about you know um, Arsenal tweeting how they're getting back to 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 form and everything, and then the people quote tweeting it saying minute one Aguero scores, Man City one, Arsenal nil. <laughs> and there was a there's a picture of like Arsenal defending a corner kick against themselves. And like, everyone was laughing and kind of fouling. And it's like, this, yeah, this picture, too. this picture screams city, uh, city to Arsenal nil 24 minutes. in. <laughs> exactly. Um, we, we touched on the Friday game of the day, Tottenham and, and United Saturday. It's kind of a, I wouldn't say a mediocre lineup, but there's no game to highlight them all. Um, I'd say if, if, if any, it could be West Ham Wolves. Um, Wolves in sixth right now fighting for Champions League football. West Ham in 16th fighting for survival. Um, if, if West Ham win, they leapfrog Brighton into 15th. That, that's an interesting one. That's one of those ones that can go both ways and no home field advantage anymore. So playing at the London Stadium won't do anything for West Ham, really. So that, that's going to be an interesting one to see which way that goes. Not that home field advantage really helped West Ham United before. That's true. But that's true. <laughs> ever, since the, ever since they left, uh, what was their old place called? Um, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it. Oh, all I can think of is London Stadium right now. Yeah, because they're one of the teams that got like the memes that like, uh, no fans allowed at the stadium just gives them an excuse now. Yeah, bowling, the bowling ground. Bowl, yeah. Upton Park. Upton, yes. Yep. I don't know why I thought like the word hammer was in the title, but. Yeah, yeah, my mind was on that on Nickname. that track as well. Um, and then Sunday, Merseyside Derby. Not not to gloss over that real quick, but Newcastle Sheffield United. We got to talk about it just because because I want to. Um, yeah, of course. My club's in turmoil at the moment. Don't know what's going on with the takeover. Uh, sitting in thirteenth, I think we're safe from relegation. We're eight points away with nine games to go. Everyone always says forty points and you're safe. I think we'll get five points in nine games. I'd be really sad if we didn't. Um, but in in other seasons, I would back us to beat a Sheffield United team, but not this season. Uh, where is it? Uh, it? It's at St. James's. Okay. Cause, but I, I, I feel like – because I feel like Sheffield will fall off now that they don't have home field advantage, not that I really yeah. know the record off the top of my head. But for a smaller club, that's always big is playing at home. Yeah, I don't mm, – that's a tough one just to predict because, again, I, yeah. I, said if, I said Sheffield will probably fall off. 
But they could also just go to Newcastle, win 1-0, and just kind of score early, sit back for 70 minutes. Yeah. And Newcastle, you can't really predict what happens in their games. No, cannot at all. Not one bit. Um, the I mean, bigger game that day, though, Merseyside Derby, Everton, Liverpool. Uh, the last one <laughs> went very well for Liverpool. They played, what, their second-string guys almost and won, what, what was it, 5-1? Yeah, it was. Uh, they played twice this season. They played the backups and won five two. They played the seventeen year olds and won one nil. So I'm pretty confident Everton won't beat Liverpool. Even even after all this break, you don't think you know Liverpool might be slightly out of form. Everton might be on their game. The first part can happen. I just don't think Everton will be on their game. I think because <laughs> if if everyone's rusty. The big teams should use should grind it out. It's the same thing that happened in the Bundesliga. Dortmund and Bayern would won their first games back. The only loss for either of them was when they played each other. So I just kind of think the same thing should follow in the Premier League. Besides maybe like City losing because they don't care about the season anymore. So and it's the Merseyside Derby. Everton just doesn't win that. Yeah. Um. Do you think? Uh... Number one, Mike Dean has been announced as a referee for that one. What do you do? You think the uh, the the card count, yellow card, red cards, will be same, less, more, in games like that, derbies, specifically Merseyside derby, where it is often bloody and red cards and yellows all over. More, yeah, more. And I mean, since there's no fans, I feel like it's easier. Actually. Well, you can hear everything. Like any little kick is harder to get away with without yeah. fans. But at the same time, the home crowd doesn't pressure the referee into booking an away player. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know if that balances it out or not. But yeah, Merseyside Derby. Liverpool potentially could win the league that day if the, the city results go their way. So it should be a dirty one on Everton's side. Could be. Um, one last Prem thing. So I've, I've heard – I don't know if this is true, but I, I heard it from NBC's – NBC soccer, so I feel like it's got um, a truth behind it. They're gonna be using noise, crowd noise from FIFA 20 uh, in the broadcast. First, what do you think of that? Second, or actually reverse. First, how have you liked the crowd noise being pumped in on Fox Sports in the Bundesliga? And second, what do you think about them using noise from FIFA 20 for the Premier League? Overall, I think I do like them pumping in crowd noise. It's like. I think the worst sound you can hear in a game is when someone hits a shot over and you hear it rattle against chairs in the stands. Yeah. And like like Dortmund and Bayern were playing with the sound and it just felt natural. Even though again it's so art it's artificial, but it was nice to have. I might like them having FIFA sounds just because like they'll have all the chance. It'll be synchronized clearly. It'll mm-hmm. I think I like the idea of it. Just anytime someone scores, you get there. Well, whatever chant FIFA deemed to be their official one. So I am kind of excited to see it. Like the first one that comes to mind is like when Aguero scores and they chant Sergio. <laughs> and just, uh, I'm kind of excited to see how that goes down. Yeah. All right, real quick before we say goodbye. Um, one of the, the first major sports back in the United States, of course, NWSL is back in 11 days. So that's the first one that's back. Second one is MLS on July 8th. The MLS is back tournament. Um, the first um, men's major sport to be back in the United States. Uh, and they have a, a, an odd way of going about it. So they're going to do this World Cup style, uh, six groups, each with four teams 
one of them with six teams because the um, expansion teams in the Eastern Conference this year, Inter-Miami and Nashville, both being Group A. Looking at these groups, do you have a, a group that you think is going to be the essential group of death like we have in the World Cup? Uh, and then who do you see as favorites to win it all? Um, well, I guess you got to go with the LA Derby and Group F as the group of death, even though, yeah. And, yeah, that would be my pick, and that's, like, the that's the marquee matchup. Do they play each other once or twice in this new system? I think they play each other once because they keep saying that there's three guaranteed games for each team. Okay. So that – yeah, and then, I mean, it'll be exciting to see if Inter-Miami can get something going in Group A because that kind of – we talked about and this in the, early, in the early days of the pod. I was riding with them. Mm-hmm. I have my Beckham jersey on right now. I'm, I'm rooting for his ownership. Uh, do you, is Joseph Martinez back? Do you know? From injury, I'm not sure. Because, I, yeah, I, I hope he is. But I forgot how bad the ACL injury was. So that if he's back, that gives Atlanta, I right. think, clear clear control of their group over uh, the Red Bulls. But overall, I think just LAFC makes up for kind of for blowing it last season. And they would be my, my title pick once again. Yeah. Um, one group I think that's sort of flying uh, under the radar is Group D. Minnesota United was very good last year. Sporting KC, always dangerous. And then Real Salt Lake and Colorado Rapids, I think, on the, on the come up once again. And then Group C, got to give love to Dwan Jones, MSU alum, uh, playing at the New England Revolution with Toronto, Montreal, and D.C. All those teams were quite good last year. Uh, I think they could be dangerous. If I had to pick one team – to go all the way, win it all, I, betting man would be hard-pressed to pick against LAFC. Can't go against Carlos Vela. Um, it, it'd be a, quite a struggle, too. Um, but it's going to be awesome watching that. Before anything else, it's going to be sweet getting eyes on the MLS in the United States before any other uh, American sports come back. I'm excited for that. Them, they're all playing in Orlando. They're, I think they're all – yeah, ESPN Worldwide Sports – what is it? Is that it? ESPN World, something like that. Yeah, the Disney, the Disney ESPN campus down in Florida. It's gonna be a a, a fun thing to watch. I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's just gonna. It's gonna be nice seeing a different format. Not that I have a problem with the old one. It's just an exciting a little, quick little tournament to get through for a, a one month MLS season. Right. Everything That's is compact. Tough. Cause since. Since it does have the American sports format, you do get a little lost with like the regular season, like or how much of this game really matter when it's yeah. in a few months before the playoffs. So, yeah, it's going to be nice to see just the added urgency to having a small yeah. group stage and then it's a little back to playoffs. Any final thoughts, Adam, before we say goodbye and wrap up another quarantine episode of DeMartin Download? Uh... I guess a little question for you since both teams have been uh, linked with big signings around the bottom half of my, do you expect big changes in the summer? Who, if you were a, if you were a, if you're a player abroad about to go to the Premier League, would you rather go to Chelsea or United? Oh, dang. That, that's a good question. Um, I think if I was an, an attacker, I'd rather go to Man U. I think there's a 
a better path to break into the team there because next year Chelsea's going to have Timo Werner, Christian Pulisic, William, Pedro is getting old, but they're still going to have Pedro. Uh, Hakim Ziyech is coming from Ajax. That's going to be a difficult team to break into. I think it would be easier to break into a team that features Rashford, Martial, uh, Odiana Gallo. I think that'd be easier to break into. Uh, along the back, I'd rather go to Chelsea because I think that would be an easier side to break into uh, along the back. General, if it was you know a non you know guy that can play anywhere, I don't know. That's a tough question. I think Manu has a better outlook. I think they might be doing better in the next two or three years. So I, I, I overall I think I would choose United. And then, so Chelsea has most likely Werner. They already signed Ziyech. They might get Chilwell. United doesn't have anyone yet. You think they top it for a signing going into the new season? Uh, if they get Jaden Sancho, I think they top all those. I think Jay, if the only player I think you could sign better than Jaden Sancho right now is Kylian Mbappe in, in yeah. Europe. Maybe Erling Holland. I don't think he's leaving, though. Yeah, and I'd so, still yes. take Sancho over Holland. But again, it's, it's difficult to tell. You can't trust Man U's business dealings. They're, they're yeah. just not trustworthy. So it'll be interesting. I think they'll get Sancho, in my personal humble opinion. I think they'll get him. Mm. Yeah, again, it just – I don't know where it's – I think United will top it, yeah. If they get if they get Sancho, maybe get Grealish, they can top Chelsea's window. Those would be two very good signings, very good signings. Yeah, and then – but, yeah, it can't – Chelsea's pickups would just make the top four real interesting next year. And then you just have to wonder if the North London clubs can keep up. Yep, that's true, especially with the Bombing's future in question. And Actually, then, his title race, I think, will be more of a contest than these last two years have been. Yeah, or like, well, last year was the closest contest, but like more inclusive. Right. More, more than two teams, yeah, more than two teams yeah. in contention, I think there will be. And At least to like February or March. And then yeah. maybe you'll see Liverpool and City pull away. Right. I'm just so glad it's back. Premier League, yeah. back tomorrow. Another episode of DeMar and Download in the Books. Thanks for coming along for the ride with us, and we hope that you have found this episode, as always, to be in the great words of Ray Hudson. Magisterial! Join us next time.